Hi, I'm Rach. And I'm Tish. Welcome to Blondes Out Loud. Hi again, and happy Wednesday. We are officially under 100 days until our wedding. We're in double digits. We are in double freaking digits. Remember when we first, like, booked our venue and it was, like, 900-something days out? Yeah. We were just under 1,000 days out when we first, like, got engaged and booked our venue. Because I think it was, it was like, 996. Like, I think that's what it was. Yeah. Like, it might have even been over 1,000. I don't remember. But now we are officially on double digits. Double digits. 94 days? 94 days away. Holy smokes. Are you nervous? I feel like... You got cold feet yet? No, but I feel I like... Do. My feet are cold. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I feel like it's, like, starting to get serious now. It's, like, no more messing around. You know, like, you, we have to get our shit in gear, finally. Um, like, health-wise and... What are you trying to say? I need to get my oh. shit in gear health-wise. Oh, um, you're you're fine, but you're, you know what I mean. We have to like oh, it's it's gonna get more serious now. We have a lot of stuff we have to like figure out within a matter of three months. Yeah, well, we've kind of been in that weird, like lull of. We had all of the big things booked, right, and planned, and it's all the little things we have to do, but so much of that is just like decor. Yeah, and like things we can't actually do until we have all of our RSVPs back, like table seating assignments and all of those things that we just can't really do until we're like a month or two out. And we're finally like almost to that point. Like we go home to Wisconsin in at the beginning of June. So like next week, yeah, well, next end week. of next week yeah. we leave. Well. And we're going to be doing so much wedding stuff when we're so home. So much. Like, literally within the next three months that it's it's going to fly by so quickly. Yeah. Like, I was thinking about it, and, like, well, we're in Wisconsin for two weeks, and it's, like, by the time we come back It'll be here, July almost. It's basically going to be July. Yeah. 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 And, yeah, when we go back next week, um, we're going to finalize all of our floral stuff. We're saving a little bit of money with flowers and we're doing them ourselves and by we I mean my maid of honor shout out to Ken's um, and I think maybe her mom is helping too but they're doing all of our bridal bouquets um, and I'm sorry they're doing all of our bridesmaids bouquets I always say bridal and then they're also doing mine and Tisha's bridal bouquets um, and all the boutonnieres and, and yeah so, I mean you could just say it's like all the wedding party stuff but yeah they're doing all of it with fake flowers that we bought um because that's gonna save us like thousands of dollars and flowers just die anyways so that was like not a big thing for us right and they look just as beautiful in my opinion so we're really excited about that and we're gonna finish all of that with her when we go home and then we have the big wedding arch that we have to do i am like kind of scared i'm terrified for that thing yeah yeah that thing is going to be a pain in the ass i think I am hoping it's a lot, like, I ho- I'm hoping the process goes smooth, but I feel like it's just so big, and it's going to be very time-consuming. Yeah. We're using fake flowers for that entire thing, too, and we bought the arch on Amazon, so we're, like, DIYing it, and Ken's is going to help, I think, and we're trying to get my very, very, very creative aunt to help us as well. I've seen a lot of really good arches that were DIY. Yeah. So I feel like we got this. I'm not worried about it. I think it's it. going to look really good. It I'm will. excited. It's just going to be like get, figuring it out to start. For sure. It's and then take once time. we get it, like we'll be fine. Right. But yeah. So those are like our big things we're doing when we go home this June. Are we doing anything else crazy for the wedding? I don't think so. Right. We do have our like first bridal fittings in June, but that's when we get back to. But that's when we get yeah. back. Yep. So yeah. right now it's just flowers and managing RSVPs as they come in. Yeah. Oh, and we're bringing. We have a shit ton of wedding stuff that we've ordered to our apartment. We're driving back to Wisconsin, so we're bringing all of that with us. So I feel like it's just going to be a lot of organizing and seeing what we still need. For sure. 
So that'll be busy, but fun. While we're on the topic of us talking about our wedding planning, it's going to be very fitting with this week's episode because we are going to be talking about planning a same-sex wedding. Dun, dun, dun. I think sometimes people forget that like a same-sex wedding is so different from the traditional bride and groom. Everything about it is quite literally non-traditional. For sure. And the wedding industry is so heteronormative that it, there are so many difficulties that come with planning a wedding when you are a same-sex couple. Yeah, and a lot of them, like, I didn't even think of. Like, no. When we when we got engaged, I was like, okay, now we just plan a wedding. Yeah, thinking it was just going to be this, like, easy process. Yeah, you don't think about all of these things that are going to come up that straight couples don't have to worry about. Right. Like, I think... Oh my god, that's so funny because we just got a notification from the Nat on our phone that says three more months. See what's, see what's left, left to plan. plan. <laughs> it's like our phones here. It's us. literally that's listening. Uh, what I was gonna say though was like I feel like the one thing like I was kind of thinking about in the beginning was like decor because you go into like Hobby Lobby or Michaels or any place that you get your bridal stuff and it's always like. Mr. and Mrs., bride and groom, yeah. and it's it's hard. Yeah. I feel like my biggest concern back then was, like, finding, finding like, like you just said, decor with inclusive language. Right. But that does not even scratch the surface. No, of, not at all. No, but it's, <laughs> like, Of the issues. Right. And like, that's what you think, though, like, I think sometimes people are like, oh, that's, like, that's all. Like, you're, like, it's simple. You just just book a venue and all these vendors, and, like, it's the same for everybody. But it's not. It's not, no. When we first got engaged, it was, like, and I feel like a lot of people do this right away. It's, like, okay, we got to pick a venue. And there were so many places we could have, we were a little picky, whatever. But there were so many, okay, there were so many places we could have gone to But then we realized, hold on a second, we're two women. Also, two women planning a wedding in Wisconsin. So it's not like you're in a super, like, progressive state where it's more common. Right. So we did have to, I mean, as one does, though, obviously, like, you kind of go to the websites, you look at, you know, what does the venue look like, whatever. But we had to reach out to each venue individually and send a message along the lines about how, hey, like we're, you know, two women, we want to get married. Are you okay with having two women get married at your venue? We reached out to probably like, what, maybe four or five different venues? No, we reached out to more than that. Cause really? Because we were reaching out to places in, like, Minnesota, too, remember? Okay. Yeah, yeah, But we we essentially knew what kind of venue we wanted. Like, that's where we started, is, like, we wanted it to have a certain look. Like, if you go look at the venue that we actually chose, like, it's very modern, all white walls, all white everything, pretty much, yeah. like, very neutral colors, and it's, um, like, a modern barn, essentially. But we knew what we were looking for, and then we searched venues, like, within however many hours of our hometowns, and just started picking the ones where we liked the physical looks of it, and started reaching out to those. Obviously looking at price point and stuff like that, too, because that matters, but we weren't going to reach out to somebody that we couldn't afford. Um, But once we found those places, like Tisha said, the first thing we did was search their website to look for some sort of um, indication that they were LGBTQ friendly and accepting. Which I don't think we found any. There was, I don't think there was anything on any website that was like... Not in the ones we were looking at. Um, Or if it weren't specifically like flat out saying that they were, because that's very uncommon right now, um, especially for venues in Wisconsin and Minnesota, or representation in their marketing with photos and um, their Instagrams and things like that. Um, So those were like the two first things that we looked at on the websites. And if they didn't have either of those, then we had to ask the question. Yeah, and none of them did. 
And that's something I never even crossed my mind, even being gay, um, knowing someday I wanted to marry another woman. Like, that thought, I was just like, I want to get married someday. Like, that is my dream. And it doesn't cross your mind. Right. Like, you think, like, oh, I'm just going to get married. I should be able to pick, you know, the venue and everything. But you don't think about, like, oh, shit. Maybe they won't be okay with having two women, you know, get married at their venue. Right. Right. And... That was just, like, kind of mind-blowing to me. It was. I was just like, yeah. this is going to be a lot harder than we thought it was. Yeah, that was, like, the first initial moment we were like, we got into this for every single vendor. Yeah. And you might be listening and thinking, like, that's kind of dramatic. Or, the, you know, maybe you're overreacting. They'll think, you know, that you're going to get a good response, whatever. But we actually could tell, I think, from each response how they really felt about the whole situation because it is it is Wisconsin and in some places that we were looking at were very country you know very out there small town where they've probably never had a same-sex couple get married there right right and it's not actually dramatic at all no I mean if you think if you think about it this way like if you go into a place where you don't feel like you belong you are gonna be so uncomfortable so why would we want to go into a venue and work with somebody who makes us feel uncomfortable through the whole process like this is our wedding we do it once it's the biggest day of our life right you want to be comfortable you want to be comfortable you want to feel like they are welcoming you and that goes for straight couples too it does yeah or people of color i mean they have very similar situations yep um and so that was just really important for us we realized right from the beginning that we needed to make sure we were working with people who would make us feel that way. Right. And our venue, the most lovely response. I mean. Yeah. I think we we sent the same email to every venue, and Tisha kind of touched on it, but it was something along the lines of, like, are you LGBTQ friendly? Yeah. And, like, we're, we even acknowledge, like, we, we hate that we have to ask this question, but it's really important to us. And yeah. we had we had responses all over the board. Um there was the ones who didn't respond at all and yeah. that was very telling i mean obviously we didn't go with any of those because we didn't even they, tour them <laughs> yeah we didn't even tour them because they wouldn't even respond to us so right. that tells you right there that they probably didn't want us getting married in their venue um we also had some venues that would reply but they would avoid the question yeah they just didn't acknowledge that we even asked that, which was like, which oh, was we could set up a tour, which was the point of the whole email, right? Like this email wasn't, hey, can we set up a tour? This email was, hey, are you LGBTQ friendly? Right. So they would just completely avoid the purpose of the whole email and just be like, let's set up a tour. Yep. So those are the companies that obviously aren't gonna admit and say, yeah, we we welcome you. Instead, they're like, we welcome your money. And we'll pretend like we actually care about you, but really we just want your money. So that was the second thing. And then the third response we got, which I think we got from probably two or three venues, including the one we chose, um, but were very welcoming responses. Like, of course, um, we welcome love of all kinds and, and we would love to have you married in our venue. And our venue, the Eloise, was hands down our favorite response right from the beginning. Oh, yeah. And we've been working with them for two and a half years now because we've had a very long engagement. And yes. they are so wonderful. Um, and I actually, I don't know, we have three months left. I think we might actually be the first LGBTQ couple to get married at their venue because they just opened. Yeah. Um, right we booked them when they were still under construction. Yep. So I don't think they've had a gay couple get married there yet. We might be the first. Which I'm, which is going to be exciting. It's I mean, really if exciting. someone else takes really it, cool. they take it. But yeah, yeah. it is cool that um, we might be that. It's, it's in a, su- not a suburb, but a small town near Madison, um, which Madison, Wisconsin, if you're familiar with Wisconsin, is very liberal, very progressive, very accepting, um, which makes sense why this venue. Um, and the people who own it are the way they are. Like, it just all adds up. But we're super excited about it. And um, 
I don't know, everything about the venue, like, I guess this just kind of goes into, like, what are some things you should look for in your venues and vendors when Mm -hmm. you're booking your, or when you're planning your same-sex wedding, Um, because some of the things we looked for, it all kind of revolves around inclusive language and inclusive um, materials and decor and things like that, so, like, um, one big example is the getting ready suites. Yes. Um, they don't we, call it. They don't call it bride and groom. No, we struggled a lot to find places that didn't call it a groom suite or a bride su- bridal suite, um, because that's typical. It's like yep. the men go over here and the women go over here, but like our venue just calls them getting ready suites. Yeah. Getting which, ready suite one and getting ready suite two. Which was the first place I've ever seen do that yeah because I don't I don't think any of the other places did they were just like oh we can cater it to you know to be more feminine or whatever it is but right this one it was just from the beginning like we have two getting ready suites yeah yeah and one place we toured um this was in my hometown had the bridal suite and the the groom's suite or whatever it's called um was quite literally a poker table behind a black curtain. Like, I can't make this shit up. Yeah. They thought I, because Tisha obviously gets, you know, the beautified room. Like, Thank she you. gets whatever <laughs> she wants because I love her and want her to have the perfect day because okay. I don't care about anything. Whatever. I really don't. Like, this is all about you, right? Um, <laughs> but I was like, okay, really, you're going to stick me behind a black curtain with a poker table? <laughs> Like, no, we are not no, choosing not this all. place. No. Um, so, like, things like that matter a lot. Yeah. And when you start to, you know, say you get your venue figured out, um, but when you start to book other vendors, like your photographer and whatever, whatever you're going to get, I think for us, when we were in the process of trying to find a photographer, is we were doing the same thing, where... We would check their websites. Do they have anything where there's representation? Have they photographed a same-sex couple before? Is it on their website? Is it in their Instagram bio? Whatever. Do they have something as small as a little LGBTQ pride flag on the bottom of their website? Like, we'd see that sometimes. Yeah. And And that signals, hey, we're safe here. Yeah. And for some people, you're probably thinking that's, why like why why do you need to do that but I guess the people that are probably thinking that are not a part of the community they don't understand why something so small like that is important but it is and it it makes us feel safe and it it makes us feel like we can reach out to this person think about how intimate your engagement session photo session is and your actual wedding day is like think about how intimate those moments are that these photographers and videographers are capturing yeah and you have to be comfortable expressing yourselves and your love for each other in front of the person behind the camera yeah and then some people are like camera shy too so it's like if you're already camera shy and then you're you're not comfortable with the person that's filming you it's like and that that goes for straight couples too. it does yeah like it really does i mean it's like if you don't like your photographer you're not comfortable with the person behind the camera you're going to have a lousy time and the pictures are going to turn out awful. Yeah. You know? And so it's just one more step of security for us. For that sure. We have to make sure that they, they're they going to be safe and welcoming for us. Yep. And we found that in our photographer really fast. I mean, shout out, little plug for Samantha Sickles Photography <laughs> because she is absolutely wonderful. And if you're in Wisconsin, please, please, please book her because Specifically we the Madison area. are obsessed with her. But she'll travel. Yeah, yeah Trust me. True. She went to New York City for us. Yeah, so she loves to travel. Yeah, she does. Um, she had it in her bio. She did. On her website. And that's how... And she actually had, I think, a lot of representation on her Instagram, I know too. there was another same-sex couple. Yeah. Because I think that's also why I wanted to reach out. Yeah. So we immediately felt um, safe and comfortable around her. Um, and right away, she just made our experience feel so comfortable. And yeah. 
just we felt like we could be ourselves in our photos yeah with her. for sure and that's what every couple in general needs to find yeah um there's just one more layer like i said that lgbtq couples need to go through unfortunately yeah. to find that um yeah so i think that all just kind of goes down the line with every single vendor i mean there's there's vendors where maybe it matters a little bit less like if you think about like your caterer right um like they're just providing your food and it's like they're not it's not as intimate as a connection that you need to build with that person Mm -hmm. like i don't Um, think we actually even asked the food places yeah i don't think we did either i mean we went and did a obviously a tasting with them so like we had to make sure that that was going to feel comfortable for us but we didn't have any issues there um but like your wedding day coordinator if you hire one of them same situation you're going to work very closely with them but the other thing about that is they're helping you plan your actual wedding day so if you are hiring somebody who's all about the traditional wedding yeah you're screwed you're screwed like think about how untraditional the wedding is going to be i mean we don't have a groom walking down the aisle it's like who walks first like things like that and they have to be willing and understanding um, with situations like that because everything Tisha and I are doing for our wedding is so different from what a typical traditional wedding used to be. I think weddings in general of all kinds are becoming less and less traditional, which I think is so cool, even yeah. even for hetero couples. But um, I think there's definitely still wedding coordinators out there who do everything the super traditional way. And so you just need to make sure... Which is fine if you're into that. Well, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. But as a same-sex couple, most of us aren't. Some yeah. of us might be. And that's that's cool, too. You do you. But, um, but, yeah, I think that's just another big one that you have to be cognizant of. Yeah. When you're planning. Um, DJ, too. I mean, the DJ one was interesting because that was one where we asked and... Um, the we, we were booking the DJ through a bundle, so we don't actually know who our actual DJ is yet. We they, actually don't even know who our coordinator is, which I'm a little nervous for. Yeah, they're assigning it all closer to, but they assured us that, you know, their company and as a whole is very yeah. inclusive. And um, But we kind of took a little risk there because... We did. Um, we don't know who we'll get. And so that'll be interesting, too, but which obviously... I'm- I feel like if you're a DJ, you're not going to accept a job if you're not comfortable doing a same-sex wedding. Right. I think we are technically supposed to find out about that like soon. Because soon, aren't we supposed to have like a three-month check-in? Yeah. Which so, it basically is three months and not just told us. True. Um, yeah, so I guess all of that just goes to say like, that's the big question when you first start planning is are these companies and vendors and venues are they safe and welcoming Mm -hmm. and are you going to feel comfortable because if you're not going to feel comfortable this is your goddamn wedding day don't do it yeah if you and trust your gut oh yeah if you (laughs) if you feel any sense of discomfort or anything feels off it's not right yeah which don't don't do it. Go the other way. Which makes me think of the venue that we toured, and I, that's and why I laugh. I know that's exactly why <laughs> I, I laugh. looked at each other and we were like, "Yeah, I mean, exactly." <laughs> yeah. Um, but when we were trying to search for a venue, we had toured like four or five different places. Obviously, the one we went with was the first one we toured. The second one we toured was it was good. Just um, wasn't the right location. It wasn't. Yeah. But anyways, I don't know. Third, fourth one we toured. I think the it third. was the third. Yeah. The third. It actually would have been a good location because it was pretty center of both of our hometowns, but <laughs> it just, the lady that owned this, and I'm going to do my best not to, like, obviously, like, shit talk this woman because whatever, I'm sure she does a lovely job, <laughs> but <laughs> she, it's like they owned this place, and I just remember... Family owned. Yes, yeah, so it was like a family owned barn. And she was also the coordinator. So she, like, like ac- the actual coordinator, like, yes. ran every wedding Everything. that went through there. But the way, like, it was just, like, kind of making it seem as, like, she was going to be in charge of everything and it was kind of going to go her way. 
And she was very controlling. You could you, you could, could kind of sense that. that. And I remember like at one point we went into like the house, which was also like the getting ready like area for the bridal party, um, which also was just like really like churchy churchy and like bridey groomy there were like, like crosses hanging on the walls and like prayer prayers written everywhere which is fine but just not our vibe and i just remember like sitting down on the table and she was like what's missing <laughs> like how can we make this perfect and it, it just i was so glad we didn't sign anything that day because i felt like she was like almost like trying to like force us to like sign shit um because it almost like it, it wasn't like it was bad I mean it was good but I'm so glad we didn't sign stuff with her because it, it just like gave a really weird vibe and like her response to like you could tell she was trying so hard she meant well she did she, she did. meant well yeah. she was trying she just clearly had never worked with a same sex couple before she was very religious so I think that was really hard for her too I think it was yeah but she whether it was ill-intentioned or not, I'm not sure. She really wanted us to get married there. Yeah. And I don't know if it was because she wanted... I couldn't tell with her. Like, I don't know if it was because she wanted our money or if she really was truly trying. I don't know. Yeah. I, I honestly don't know. She was so hard to read and I, yeah. I couldn't figure that part out. But it just felt wrong. But it wrong. felt wrong. Yeah. It just... Something fell off. My Our gut feeling when we got in the car afterwards, my mom was with us too, was just like, no, no. that's not it. Yeah. And I think even your mom said it too. She was like, it just it feels just wrong. It just felt... Yeah. Yeah. Wrong. So tr- back Trust to your all gut. of this. Trust yeah, yeah, yeah. your gut. Trust yeah. your gut. Absolutely. Um, With everything, like the venue, like whatever your photo, your photographer, like literally trust your gut with everything. All of it. And I mean, it's it's the wedding industry. They're all out to get your money. Like it, if you're not engaged in planning a wedding or haven't gotten married recently, like you may not know this. You may assume, but you may not fully understand how expensive weddings are right now yeah like it's insane it's bad like our budget tripled that's how bad it bad it is like we came into this very naive thinking we were gonna spend a small penny and yeah that's not happening um so like they're all out to get your money but there are good people out there you just have to ask the right questions right that's really important is ask questions Mm -hmm. and trust your gut another thing too when you are like in the process of wedding planning you're gonna eventually need to get an outfit for your big day and I remember too like although I I don't think it's like that crazy because like they don't necessarily know you know whether or not you're marrying someone of the same sex but I, you know, you do go into those shops and sometimes they're like, what's your husband or what's the groom going to wear, you know? So I did when I was looking, um, and we did go shopping for dress shopping in Minneapolis. So I think it, you know, they're obviously a lot more with work, working with inclusive language. But I went to like bridal shop pages and I didn't go to a place unless they had like, or I didn't schedule like an appointment to go to it unless they had something on their website about how they, you know, all are welcome here or whatever it is. Because... I didn't want to go there, and let's be honest, like, getting your wedding dress is so stressful, so I didn't want to go there, and then, like, whoever's working with me was like, oh, like, what's the groom wearing, or what's your groom do, or or whatever, like, so that was helpful that the places that we did go to were very, like, open and honest and I think too there there was something in one of my appointments that was like because you have to like make an appointment online it was like is there anything that you'd like us to know and I think I did say like this is like there's two brides but going back to filling stuff out online too that just reminds me that when another thing that vendors we've seen vendors do that has been really like encouraging and welcoming to us is in the paperwork you fill out they're using inclusive language right a lot of them we filled out were like partner one partner two Mm -hmm. instead of bride groom because that's typical too is is. when you're filling out the paperwork it's like what's the bride's name what's the bride's contact what's the groom's name what's the groom's contact so I feel like every vendor we've went with has been pretty inclusive in the language of like it was partner one partner two yeah which is 
huge yeah that instantly like that is something so 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 simple yeah so simple it is and immediately i felt more comfortable yeah signing with them right sorry that went off topic a little bit from like wedding outfit shopping um but i thought that was important to add um back to wedding outfit shopping though um we both ended up going with dresses and i think that's the really fun and cool thing about same-sex weddings Mm -hmm. is like wear whatever you want whatever you feel comfortable in i mean it's for any wedding well for any wedding Yeah. yeah 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 for sure for sure um but i actually for myself i'm kind of shocked i ended up with a wedding dress i was terrified to go go shopping um and I thought I was going to end up with a jumpsuit. Yeah, which is so funny. I really funny. did, because I'm such a jumpsuit person. I am not a but dress person. But it's funny, person. because when I met you, you weren't even a jumpsuit person. And then you met I me. didn't really know what a jumpsuit was yeah. when I met you, I'm pretty sure. Um, and I think I tried a romper on in eighth grade and thought I looked fugly as hell in oh it. Oh, my God. And then never went back. So, yeah, jumpsuits weren't in my my dressing vocabulary um, until I met Tisha, but fast forward to when I went shopping for my wedding outfit I truly thought I was gonna end up in a did you even try one in on? a jumpsuit no really I didn't I started out trying dresses right away and because I saw some that I liked I'm like oh that's kind of neat like yeah. that's pretty and I ended up not trying on a single jumpsuit I thought you were gonna be in a suit to be honest like I or you know how like they have those suits and then it's like a you can like attach like a train to it almost. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I yeah. could have like pictured you in something like that. So when you did get a dress, it kind of shocked me too. I was like, yeah, damn. I am so not a dress person. I mean, I've worn dresses before, but I don't do it very often. It's got to be like a very special occasion. Mm-hmm. Um, which, hence, this is our wedding, and right. that is a very special occasion. So, yeah, I think like my whole life, I imagined myself in a wedding dress, and then. When we got engaged and got closer and closer, I was like, hmm, I might try a jumpsuit. Like, I think that'd be really cool. Yeah. And then I went shopping and I was like, oh, I actually like some of these dresses. And I ended up in a dress. Right. Um, yeah, that was just a nice tangent that I went on. But, dude, the jumpsuits are the, jumpsuits are the move, I think. They look so good. I've seen so many wedding pictures where there's two women and one of them's in a jumpsuit or a suit and it just looks so good like i hope i'm not having regrets here oh my gosh i mean you always could get one no 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 my Um, my dress is it no i mean like you always could get one for like the batch party or something or like whatever like a white one yeah while we're on the topic of stressful stuff and weddings are stressful really really i don't know um (laughs) one thing that you know, this, I guess this isn't really, like, LGBTQ specifically, but we have to start writing our vows, and people have to start doing speeches, and we actually had a company reach out to us. Um, they are very inclusive, um, and I think that that is one of the most important things, obviously, with planning a same-sex wedding, as we talked about, how just when a company does use inclusive language, it makes a huge difference, and they actually have inclusive vow journals and we've been writing in them i actually was just writing in them before we started this podcast when rachel was taking a shower and i love that it just doesn't say bride and groom it's it's a huge difference because i remember when we wanted to just like first like buy all the wedding planning stuff because it's exciting you want to have all the wedding planning stuff like a wedding planner but most of them say bride and groom. And I'm pretty sure we have a wedding planner that got gifted to us, and I think it says bride and groom in it. I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure it does. But anyways, where I'm going with this is if you are engaged and you are planning a same-sex wedding, or if you're not and you just think that, you know, you want a journal that's going to be more inclusive, this company has vow journals, speech journals, officiant journals, which we also got for um, our officiant, and I think we're going to get the speech ones as well. 
Um, they are called I Just Want to Say Journals, and you actually can use promo code Rachel Tish to get 10% off your order. I highly recommend, like I said, we literally have been writing in, in them. And I think also, too, one of the coolest things about them is that we can gift them to each other after the wedding. I'm so looking forward to that. I know. Where we can just, like, exchange them and yes. read your own. It's so once so fun. So once again, it is, I just want to say, journals.com slash Tish, and then you just use promo code Tish to get 10% off of your order. So a few other smaller things that I think are important to bring up. Um, actually, this one's not so small because I feel like this is this is a struggle for I feel like all these things can be related back to to hetero couples too like we all have similar struggles when we're planning weddings um but I feel like gay weddings or LGBTQ weddings are a little more intensified in in these ways but one of the other considerations um that can be difficult for same-sex couples is the wedding guest list. Oh, 100%. This can go back to hetero couples as well, for sure, because we all have, you know, varying relationships with varying people in our family and not everybody invites everybody to their wedding. Um, but more so for us, um, the issues I think come around when you're not accepted by your family and so I think a lot of same-sex couples struggle with their wedding guest list for various reasons obviously there's the ones who outwardly do not accept them maybe disown mm -hmm. them some people's parents disown them and right uh, kicked them out whatever um, there's also and this was a big one for us family members that you're just not sure about Right. You're not sure how they feel about same-sex couples yeah. and whether or not they support you. You've never had a conversation with them about it. They've never said one way or the other, and you've never asked. And right. that's where we ran into a lot of issues and, like, hard conversations between the two of us of, like, should we invite so-and-so? It's like, I don't think they support us, and I don't want anybody there who doesn't support us. Yeah. And that's the hardest part. It's like... Obviously, you would assume that if someone doesn't support you, they're not going to come to your wedding, mm, even if they hope. receive an invite. Right. But at the same time, you just don't know. And how uncomfortable is that to be up on at the altar about to kiss your now wife? Yeah. And there's 20 people sitting out there watching who don't who accept don't you. don't want to watch it. Yeah. Or, yeah, are going to close their eyes or think right. it's disgusting. Like, yeah. It's, it's hard because I remember, like, what, a couple months ago, like, two, we, you had actually made a Facebook post about it. was, like, it. last year. Yeah. And yeah. basically about how, like, you know, if you're not fully supportive of the community, like, please don't come to the wedding. Yeah. I was just blatantly honest because, I mean, Tisha and I have conversations like this all the time, but, like, we know that there are people in our lives who are a little bit fake um, and they they act to our faces like they love us and support us and want the best for us um, but then they go behind closed doors with their significant others or their children or friends or whoever other people in our family and friends and they stay the complete opposite and they right you know, bash and the not, LGBTQ yeah. community. I was going to say, it might not be like, oh, like Letitia and Rachel Yeah, it might gross. not be directed towards us. It's more about like, gay people are gross, or I don't support trans people, or I don't understand, you know, why these people have rights, or you know what or I mean? why is there a Pride Month that's, yeah. like, I don't know. Um, But that's just something that we struggled with big time, because we don't want anybody at our wedding who isn't there because they absolutely 100% support us and love us. Right. So that's really tough um, for same-sex couples yeah. in planning weddings. And I think um, my best advice for that is to truly trust your gut and do what is going to be best and most comfortable for you. Because again, it all goes back to you need to be comfortable on your wedding day. Right. And if there's people who make you feel uncomfortable when you're around them, they should not be at your wedding. 
even if they're your family member. Yeah. Even if they're your once was best friend in high school or whatever. Yeah. Like they I, just I should not be there. Specifically family though. Yeah. Family's the hardest for a sure. A lot of people just kind of feel like they are obligated to invite certain family members because they are family. And those family members feel like they're obligated to come to be invited. Or yeah. They're they're entitled to be there because they are your family member. And that's just simply not how it is. Right. It is okay not to invite people who don't make you feel comfortable and loved and supported. I think at the end of the day, you just have to remind yourself that this is your wedding and you just have to invite who you want to invite because it's not your family's wedding. It's not a family reunion. It is your wedding. Um, Another little one that's kind of fun um, is choosing your first dance song and that's another thing that I think a lot of people don't really think about you having to think a little bit deeper about it when you're a same-sex couple because so many songs are gendered yes and so many songs like if it's a man singing they're obviously singing about a woman and if it's a woman singing they're singing about a man um and so that's a little bit trickier too if you're really being um particular about those things i mean some people it might not matter as much some people are like i really don't care if the song says something about a woman and i'm marrying a man or vice versa or maybe they're like well i'm picking a song sung by a man so it's singing about a woman so it works for us you know and that's totally fine but for us um we're not going to tell you what our first dance song is because that's going to be a little secret we actually changed it we had a first our first dance song for the longest time because we had a song that was our song like right when we started dating mm-hmm. and it ironically it was a country song sung by a man um, about a woman about a woman um and so for the longest time we thought that was going to be our song and then we decided to change it because tisha heard a song in the car when she was driving one day and she was like this is it and she sent it to me and I was like you're absolutely right this is it and it's actually a woman singing it that's all I'm gonna say yeah but Tisha was like I listened to every single word and looked up all the lyrics and nowhere in there does it mention anything about a man or any gendered terminology at all like there is none of that which surprised me a little bit and you'll understand yeah. why once you all find out what the song is yeah, I later. And I don't want to give it away. Other than yeah, that, yeah. it is a woman that sings it. But it was so, like... I'm not even not even necessarily saying the song was inclusive because it wasn't written to be inclusive, but, like, there was no gendered wording in right. it. Right. And it works so well. It does. And it's uh, such a good song. It's I'm, I think I'm going to blow my eyes out. <laughs> um, so that's just another thing that, you know... Maybe it doesn't matter quite as much to all same-sex couples, but to us it did. And so, um, just another little thing there. And if you are looking for a song that is more, you know, a woman singing about another woman, I'm just going to give a little shout-out real quick because I do know someone who, uh, her name is Brooke Eden. She's a country artist, and she just got married to a woman, and I know that she's releasing a song about, like, how, like it's just very fitting it's not released yet I think it comes out June 9th but it's about like you can board up all the chapels and say that we're not welcome there and it's I don't know it's like so good but it's basically about like how two women are marrying and it's like you can't outlaw our love like I'm still gonna marry her at the end of the day like even if you don't allow me to like type thing but it's just and I don't know if that's like a good first dance song but it just kind of is very fitting for like a same, you know, for same sex people, yeah. specifically yeah. two women that are planning a wedding. Yeah, there's songs out there. Definitely, just look around, do some research. Um, but one last thing I think we should end on because it's kind of fun is ways to incorporate LGBTQ pride into your gay wedding. Okay. Um, because I think for us, like, all of our de- decor is very neutral. We are very simple people. We like very limited decorations and colors. Like, we're not super colorful, bright people. And you'll Mm -mm. see that throughout our entire wedding. Um, But ironically, we also love the rainbow. Right. (laughs) Um, And for obvious reasons. So, 
I think it's fun to think about like how can you incorporate your pride into your wedding without having to like do a full-blown rainbow wedding if that's not the colors you want um and so a few things I guess that come to my mind um and things that I've seen done that I thought were really cool is one the rainbow inside of your cake Yes, I think that is so and, like, cool. Simple. Yeah, it's and it's just so much fun too. Yeah. Like you just cut into the cake and boom, there's the rainbow. Yep. Like your cake on the outside for pictures and everything is just gonna be you know whatever your yeah. colors. It could be white, but then you cut it open and it's and like it's, it's cute. Pride. Yeah, it's very subtle, but it's like I've seen that a lot and I love it. Yeah. I don't think we're doing that, but I kind of wish we were. I don't think we are, but it's really cool. So that's one way. Um, something we are doing though is we bought a pack of little rainbow flags mm-hmm. um that we're gonna put at the aisle for our ser- at the front of the aisle for our ceremony or the sorry the back of the aisle like when where everybody enters to sit down um we're gonna put a little basket with some flags and we're gonna let if people want to grab them they can it's not mandatory but they can grab a little flag and take it to their seat and then after we kiss and we're walking back down the aisle they can wave their flag yeah i think so, it's cute it's like a little exit yeah so that's going to be one way that we incorporate pride into our wedding um other ways are um lgbtq songs being played at the dance mm-hmm. there's a lot of really good ones out there that are actually like upbeat and like or or even just um songs by lgbtq singers right too um any sort of representation there is awesome i've seen like candies like you know like how some people do like favors and stuff i've Mm -hmm. seen like rainbow related favors whether it's like skittles or tic tacs whatever like i've seen just it's so simple it's so simple and small but it's it's cute yeah um same with like signage like we're having a sign that says um pick a seat not a side either way it's for a either bride. way it's for a bride um so you can get a little creative with your signage and um, make that a little more prideful i've seen i think this is so cool and i wish we could do this um i've seen the i don't even exactly know what it is but like where the um whole bridal party is like posing for pictures and then it's like the um colorful smoke smoke yeah of the rainbow that goes off behind them i think those pictures are so cool that's another thing you can do i mean it's like it's not incorporated into your entire wedding it's literally just for the photos but how cool is that to have that those photos after your wedding right um yeah i mean there's just so many ways you can incorporate pride and and the rainbow and those types of things into your wedding without it being like full-blown colorful um so many subtle ways to do that if you have creative ideas send them our way because we still have time to make changes and add things um oh one other really really cool thing we're doing that i'm super excited about is um we're not doing wedding favors we are going to um have little signs around our venue and we're going to make a donation to the Trevor Project and um, our so essentially our wedding favor is our donation to the Trevor Project in our wedding party's name so like each person that attends our wedding we're going to donate in their name to the Trevor Project and then we'll have little signs posted out throughout the venue that say in lieu of favors we've donated to the Trevor Project if you'd like to make an additional additional donation here's a barcode mm-hmm. um, and so I think that's a really cool way to support the community um, because obviously the Trevor Project does really really good work for our community um, especially for youth in our community and I mean, for us, like, wedding favors, we just couldn't find anything that we really felt was meaningful. Or, like, worth the money. (laughs) Or worth the money. Yeah, I mean, that stuff gets expensive, especially when you have a large guest list. So we thought this was a really cool way to um, not only support our community, but kind of give a little gift in a couple different ways. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah. 
I know there's so many other ways you can incorporate pride and um, and there's so much that goes with wedding planning but we tried to yeah we're running out of time yeah. and um, it's getting a little long so we'll, we'll wrap it up but I think um, if you have questions we're open books feel free to ask us anything about the wedding, about planning our wedding, about planning an LGBTQ wedding. Obviously, we're not experts ourselves. We haven't gone through it entirely. I'm sure we'll do a whole podcast on regrets and <laughs> <laughs> things we wish we would have done differently or and things that we really loved um, after our wedding. So obviously, stay tuned for that and to come in the future sometime in September. But if you have questions or comments or whatever, please feel free to reach out to us on our Instagrams. Um, Even if it's or not TikTok. about the Yeah, we, we love to interact with y'all. So, um, 94 days, and we may go insane before then. I'm just going to touch real quick about what you said about how our messages are open, because we did receive some great messages recently, and um, we had a few people like reach out about how you know, the podcast, they really enjoy the podcast or how it's making them feel more comfortable and confident. And this is exactly why we're doing this. It's just like... You might listen to this and be like, why the hell are they still talking? But some people are actually really enjoying this. Yeah. And and, and like we when we first started this, you know, we, we said that obviously we're doing the podcast because it's something that we've always wanted to do. But also if we can help just one person out there yeah and here we are like helping people and it's amazing yeah and we love hearing it so thank you for just reaching out and 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 being honest and open and vulnerable on that same note though if you have topic suggestions or things you'd like to hear us talk about please send those our way as well because I feel like at some point my creative mind which is very limited because I am not a creative person is going to run out of ideas Tisha's probably not. She's pretty creative. We'll but figure it out. still, um, please share your ideas with us. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Blondes Out Loud. Our episodes are available on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. New episodes are out every Wednesday. We will. We really need to work on this closing. But you You'll know what? hear us later. You will <laughs> hear us next Wednesday. And we are signing off.